We've seen reports where they're saying, you know, outdoor spaces might be closed, etc. I'm speaking about beaches, etc. You know, how does this conversation fare when we see um, places like you mentioning these indoor spaces hosting events being or could possibly be super spreaders? You know, how does this whole conversation fare? I mean, we're still seeing and we know that our places of worship are open. Um, We've seen many of them close as well over the past two or three weeks. You know, where are we heading? Well, it simply makes absolutely no sense to close uh, access to open spaces, including the beaches, including the park. Uh, that's not where infections are taking place. Infections are mainly taking place indoors, including, as you mentioned, places of worship, going to bars, shabins, parties, indoors. Those are where the, that's where the infections are taking place. It's not taking place in a park. It's not taking place in a beach. The virus disperses extremely quickly. Uh, in those sort of environments uh, compared to what happens in indoor spaces. What you've come to understand in terms of the virus and its main mode of uh, transmission is that most of the transmission is because of airborne transmission. And these contaminated microscopic particles can remain suspended in the air for even up to an hour in a poorly ventilated indoor space where there's high humidity, as an example. Uh, so we need to be measured in terms of the messaging so that we can at least get people to adhere to some of what we're saying rather than being completely uh, beyond realistic in mm-hmm. pragmatic in terms of what is being asked of people. 
Yeah. Prof, you know, once we eased into a lockdown level one, you know, it was just a matter of time before, you know, we're seeing what we're seeing now, the second wave. Of course, we're going into the festive season as well. I mean, some are just not conscious of the fact that we're still living within a pandemic. I mean, you go to the shops, you go head outside and you can see many people not social distancing, not even wearing their masks, sanitizing, I highly doubt as well. Um, You know, ahead of the festive season, you know, what do we foresee with this second wave? Yeah, we said that the resurgence is going to continue gaining momentum. And right now, like you mentioned, it's just limited to a few districts. Uh, what you can expect to see by February is a much more widespread uh, resurgence of the virus and many more cases than what is currently encountered. When you talk about 6,000 new cases per day, we need to uh, just put that into context. The 6,000 new cases per day are being diagnosed with less than 50% of the amount of testing that was done at the peak of the epidemic. So at the peak of the epidemic, when we were reporting 12 to 14,000 new cases per day, there were about 50,000 tests that were being done per day. Currently, there's about 25,000 tests that are being done per day. So the, the 6,000 itself is a significant underestimate in terms of the real number of cases that are currently taking place, the real number of infections that are currently taking place in South Africa. Mm. In your opinion, now that we are witnessing this resurgence, you know, what about restrictions? You know, can we foresee more stringent uh, measures being taken? additional restriction that will be of any meaningful significance that would have an impact is a ban on mass gathering. Beyond that, nothing else is going to make much difference. All that it will do is delay the research. So going into higher levels of lockdown simply is not going to assist in terms of what's going to happen in the future in terms of the number of people that are going to get infected. Uh, so the only thing that's within our grasp to be able to manage the resurgence in terms of its magnitude is to put restriction in terms of mass gathering in all forms. Mm. And just finally, you know, um, on, on the, the topic of the vaccines, we saw the UK the other day, two days ago, roll out their emergency COVID-19 vaccine program. Um, what's going on within South Africa in terms of our clinical trials? Yes, our clinical trials are still ongoing, but uh, obviously we don't need to complete our clinical trials for us to be able to gain access to at least one or two of the vaccines that have been shown to be effective. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, South Africa has been delayed in terms of uh, engaging with uh, the COVID facility as well as engaging with companies to be able to gain access at an early stage. So unlike a country such as South Korea, which is now expected to vaccinate 50 of its 54 million people uh, in a space of the next few months, in South Africa we still don't have any idea in terms of where we're going to get the vaccine from and how much vaccine we're going to get. All right. Well, Professor Shabir Mahdi, we thank you for taking our call this morning and chatting to us. And we do appreciate your time. And that was Professor Shabir Mahdi, vaccinologist. And of course, he's been at the head of the clinical trials for COVID-19 vaccines right here in South Africa, speaking to us about the second wave and the resurgence of COVID-19.